ladies. Welcome to the Beautifully Broken podcast, Table Talk. We are so excited to have this time with you and share with you with some wonderful ladies that I'm here gathered with. They have some incredible stories and just experiences that they want to share with you and hope that Jesus is going to reach you from just here at the table. And we're going to start with one of our first ladies. Hey, I'm Hannah Hopgood. I'm Danielle Morris. I'm Shaniqua Karanja. And I'm Ashley Lucas. All right, ladies, it is so awesome to have y'all around the table. We're going to start with some questions where you can just share your heart based on what comes to your heart and your mind. So the first question is, who does Jesus claim to be and why do you hold on to that? He'd like to take this one. I will. I think during this time, well, I know during this time, like, during the season that I am, I'm just focusing in, in how Jesus is the truth. And I think too, like he's not, so he's not just the truth, he tells the truth. That's right. And that's what I'm holding on to. Like I can get so caught up in what, um, in who I think I am by things that I do or what other people think of me. And one thing that I've really realized is that I'm really good about, <laughs> thinking that I know what other people are thinking about me. Yeah. And that really causes, has really caused me to shut down in a lot of areas. And so one, one thing that I'm focusing on right now is that Jesus is the truth and he tells the truth about me. Mm-hmm. And I can go through his word and one of the things I'm doing right now is just finding out who he says I am. You know, I'm a cho- chosen generation, a royal priesthood. I'm his beloved, the apple of his eye, and all of that is true about myself. And knowing that he is truth and he speaks truth helps me to be able to put away the lies that I can get so caught up in. So good, Danny. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? I can go next. Um, I think this question, when it was posed, I thought that I needed to come up with this really theological, great answer. And I kind of racked my mind about it. And on the radio recently, um, Good Good Father came on. And I was like, well, okay, (laughs) there it is. There's the answer. (laughs) I mean, right now in this season of life, that's who Jesus is. He's just a good, good father. And I um, I think as women, especially sometimes, whether or not we have kind of a really present physical earthly father or maybe we don't have a present physical earthly father we we can try to fill holes in our lives with things that maybe aren't great and make bad decisions because of that and i think that we just have to rest on the fact that he ultimately is a good good father and a father figure you know, loves you unconditionally, but he sets boundaries for you. And he sets those boundaries for you because he wants you to flourish and he wants you to feel loved and he wants you to enjoy life within the guidelines that um, that he creates for you. So for me right now in this season, he's just a, a good, good father. That's good. Thanks, Ashley, really good. Jesus for me is life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think often about what it was like walking around before I accepted him into my heart. It's basically a zombie, you know, walking dead, if you will. And how you just come alive when you accept him into your heart and start walking out that relationship with him. So for me, 
you know, Jesus' life. So good. For me, really recently, Jesus has been showing me how to come to know him as carpenter and to hold on to that. Um, Just because in my personal life, like, I feel like I know God has put inside of me, like, a great call, and I feel like that call is ministry and leadership in some capacity, and so I always feel like I'm looking out instead of focusing on what's right in front of me, and I'm looking out and waiting almost on God to push me into ministry or tell me what the thing is that he wants me to do. Um, And he's just spoken to me recently that instead of looking out, I need to not take for granted the importance of what's right in front of me. Mm. Mm. Um, And that my ministry right now is, and my children, like I'm blessed to get to stay home and raise my kids and work from home. And that that's a that's what I'm supposed to be doing and that that's important and not just that but pouring into the women around me and spending as much time as I can getting to know God Um, and I think of Jesus because for 29 years that's what he did he spent his time growing and learning and getting to know the father and it wasn't until he turned 30 that God pushed him into ministry in those 29 years prior weren't wasted. Um, they were necessary, I would say, for him to be prepared and ready for what God was calling him to. So mm-hmm. Jesus as carpenter is my, yeah. I love that you shared that, Hannah, because when I think about Jesus as carpenter, I also think that sometimes we get stuck in the mundane. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were times that carpentry work felt mundane, but God did not waste that, and he used it Mm -hmm. to pilot Jesus into a huge ministry, just like he's preparing for you and your children and husband. All right, y'all, we're going to move on to the second question, and it says, what is a favorite Bible story that has been relevant in your life? That is such a good question. I can take that. Um, Gosh, a Bible story that's so relevant to me kind of always, in a sense, um, is the story of Mary and Martha and Luke. And if you don't, if you haven't read it, I encourage you to do so. Um, But kind of quickly, Jesus is coming um, into their village and he visits the house of of Martha and of Mary. And it's so, it's a quick story, so it won't take you very long to read, but you can get so much of it when you dive deep into it. Um, When Jesus arrives, Mary very promptly goes and sits at Jesus's feet and kind of um, is there just learning from him while, um, and this is who I can relate to, Martha is in the background kind of, you know, being busy, being the hostess with the mostess. And I think at times we can, you know, be a Martha or we can be a Mary. Um, And a couple things I really pull from this story. Um, And the first one is that hospitality never goes out of style. Um, Jesus came to their house and Martha and Mary were a part of making him feel loved and feel welcomed, not only Jesus, but the rest of the group that was with them. And I think um, that is what we're doing right here around this table is just sitting and sharing stories and talking about Jesus and how he impacts our lives. And and that's great hospitality. And 
you know, if you're worried about opening your home because of the dust bunnies under the couch or the dirty dishes in the sink, don't worry about that stuff. Those are always going to be there. Um, but hospitality never goes out of style. And, you know, make the carpets and the floors holy ground in your house and the kitchen tables, altars, because life change um, can happen right in your house, even though there are dust bunnies under the couch. So don't worry about those. Um, and the second part of the story that I love and and have to hold on to is um, and remind myself about is to not compare myself to others. Martha, out of the corner of her eye, was looking at Mary, you know, sitting perfectly at Jesus's feet. And I'm sure there was a multitude of things just running through her mind um, about like, why is she doing that? Why am I not being able to do this? Why am I stuck washing the dishes and preparing the <laughs> meal, you know? Um, but just, it's, it's easy to compare, but, um, compare and compete and you'll live in defeat so just don't do it and um, comparing yourself to others and what they're going through that's what they're going through you got to go through what you're going through and and don't let comparison steal joy in your life um, and the last point in this story that just speaks volumes and I love so much too is that Jesus loves you right where you are mm -hmm. Jesus loved Mary for sitting there and just basking and learning from him. But he loved Martha, even though she was a little frazzled and uncomfortable <laughs> and let Jesus know about it. <laughs> she like Jesus loved her just for who she was in that moment. Yes. Um, and that's such a beautiful thing. So no matter where you are on your journey, if you relate to Martha or if you relate to Mary, Jesus loves you exactly where you are right now. Ashley, I was so thankful when you shared that story because so often I think a lot of women can connect to Martha <laughs> and feel like the to-do list comes before anything else. Mm -hmm. And I actually texted you earlier in the week mm -hmm. and I said, thank you for sharing that story yeah. because I realized in that moment, I just needed to be Mary. Mm -hmm. I needed to sit back at Jesus's feet and just start from the bottom mm -hmm. and look up to who, who is truly most important. And that was him. So thank you for that yeah. story. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, my, uh, I guess you could say favorite or a story that really resonates with me in the Bible comes from Judges is the story of Gideon. Uh, he and his family were hiding out um, in a wine press and he, he was visited by an angel who was telling him about some victories that he would have and he was going to be instrumental in the defeat, the defeat of his enemies. And uh, he was like, really? Where are the miracles that the Lord has promised us? You know, where is he? You know, he talked about how he felt abandoned. And um, and he was kind of doubtful about mm -hmm. what he was being told. And the reason it resonates with me is because although he was doubtful, he kept asking the Lord for signs. And uh, some people would see that as being like, okay, well, why not just be obedient and just kind of march right in there? But it was okay that he needed those signs. He kept pressing forward regardless. He just kept asking the Lord, okay, show me this if this is what you mean for me to do. And that's kind of how I can be sometimes. Um, I used to think at one point I was born just for heartache and pain and hurt. And at one point I felt abandoned 
And um, as I was on my journey to kind of picking myself up and, and going forward, there were many times that I had to ask the Lord, okay, if I'm going to step out in faith, if I'm going to, you know, speak of your miracles and the things that you can do, mm-hmm. show me a sign, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the reason why that story spe- specifically kind of calls to me because I can really relate to him. I can relate to people thinking, just do it. And I'm like, well, hold on <laughs> before I just do it. Let me just check with God first. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I really loved about that story. So good, Shaniqua. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go next. The one story that I feel like my life will always relate to is um, the story of the woman who was caught in adultery. And so that story is um, there was a woman. She was caught in adultery by the Pharisees, which were the like ultra-religious people of the time. And they brought her to Jesus while he was teaching in in the middle of a big crowd, they bring this woman to Jesus and they put her before him and they say, this is what she was doing and what do you say we do about it? Um, And I can just imagine this woman like dripping in shame and regret and feeling worthless and dirty and probably afraid because she thought that she was about to be stoned. and I relate because sometimes I feel like the adulterous woman in my relationship with God um, and my adultery doesn't really look like adultery, but it looks like my sin, whatever that is. And in my past that that looked like pornography and it looked like drunkenness and sex outside of marriage. And now it looks more like selfishness and choosing to serve myself instead of serving God and serving the people around me. Um, But whatever your adultery is or your sin, um, Jesus' response is the same and he looks at her and where she's expecting, who knows, who knows what she's expecting, but he looks at her and he says, your sins are forgiven, you know, go and sin no more. And gosh, I just imagine the weight mm-hmm. that was lifted off of her. And I like, I feel like if, if that were me, my stomach would have dropped and like, what? I get out scotch-free? Like I can go? I'm, you're not, you're not going to do anything? And I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just love that about Jesus, mm-hmm. the, that he forgave but then he didn't just forgive he forgave and he said don't do it anymore he pushed Mm -hmm. her to righteousness Mm -hmm. and that's like the best part about the whole story is that he doesn't like he loves us too much to leave us doing the thing that's killing us Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's my favorite story i love that story too and and you hit on it i love that like sin is sin regardless Mm -hmm. it's not weighted any you know heavier any less like you know pornography sex outside of marriage being selfish like we might in our minds say well that is worse than that Mm -hmm. yeah and so then i'm a a worse person than the person sitting next to me because my sins are greater like that's not what Jesus thinks about you, mm-hmm. you know? So just know that 
and like go and sin no more yeah. you know mm-hmm. repent and turn the other way and don't do it ever again and Jesus loves you exactly where you are but not but you know doesn't want to leave you there yeah, yeah. that's right so good thank you Hannah Annie? the story that I just keep going back to right now is the story of the woman that sat at his feet mm-hmm. and how Jesus just was the filter for her. Like during those during those times, like you know, we're here literally sitting around a table talking to another, another, you know, sitting on a chair, and we all do that. Like that's how we eat dinner in America, right? We sit around the table in a chair. But during biblical times, um, they didn't do that. They sat on the floor and they sat reclined with their feet behind them. And so during this meal that Jesus went to in, a, in the house of a Pharisee, and so there's Pharisees all around him, a woman of questionable means comes up and starts washing his feet. And sometimes I like I can put myself in that position and and I wonder like what she thought. Like uh, like first, like what brought her there? Like, what, where was she in life that brought her there where she was strong enough to make mm-hmm. it through the house? Because sometimes I'm not strong enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough to, to just be that vulnerable and to mm-hmm. sit at his feet. You know, where was she in life that she was so vulnerable? And then also knowing that these men that were lounging around with Jesus, like, you know that they, he, like, what they were thinking about her. She was a woman of questionable means. You know, like she was a prostitute. And so they may not, sometimes I like, they may not have said something, but you know when you get a look. Mm-hmm. You know when somebody looks at you when they cut your eyes, like, yeah. you're like, mm. so that's what they're thinking of me. And just thinking like she had all of this pointed towards her. Yet because of the way and because of where Jesus was positioned in her life, he was that filter. He was her defender. And as they're talking and as they're looking at her, Jesus was just like, he was her defender. He stood up for her. He, everything that they said had to be filtered through through him. And that's just like with life. Like as I talked earlier about how like Jesus is the truth. Like when I can so visually, I so visually use this story in my life when I start thinking things about myself or mm-hmm. I thinking like someone looks at me a weird way and I'm just like oh this is what they're thinking like it's so easy to take this story right now in my life and place him as my filter Mm -hmm. and I love that and you know I want to get to a point where it doesn't matter when I'm going through that I'm going to be open and vulnerable enough just to sit at his feet Mm -hmm. to take it there and let him and rip be reminded that he is my defender yeah so good good. I think about her as you're describing the story how often we get distracted by those looks and those thoughts Mm -hmm. and we totally miss what we're aiming at and she chose to remove those distractions and go straight to Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. and that's such a good reminder of today how we allow those distractions to get in the way of Jesus yes thank you Danny All right, we're going to go into our third question, and it says, In a time of brokenness, when was it hard to have faith? How did God still show up? 
Um, I'll answer this question, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think about when I lost my baby and um, I was just so broken and devastated and hurt and honestly angry with God that, you know, there were so many people who would say, we're praying for you. You know, if you need something, let us know. You know, the church is there. And at the time I was going to my church regularly, but um, that loss hit me in a way where I didn't want to be at church and honestly, when people said, I'm praying for you, I was like, you can keep that. I didn't even wanna think about prayer because I was just so angry. Um, so here I was in this broken place, but yet I still felt the pull to be in church. And I can't even let you know what the conversations were like between me and the Lord, because I was like, I'm not going in your house. That's how I felt. Um, but that pull was still there. And so I decided, okay, well, I can't handle a Sunday service, but there was a small group that was going on at the time um, on Wednesday night, so I decided I would go to the small group. And I went every Wednesday, <laughs> and I was just uh, scoffing at them, sneering, rolling my eyes. I mean, I brought my yarn in, was crocheting while they were talking, and um, I was really just determined to get kicked out of the small group. I, I felt like that would justify me not going back as if somebody just got you know upset and was like, you know what, you just can't come back. But no, every time I went, they would pray for me at the beginning of the group and at the end, and they would hug me and they would say, we know that you're angry, we know that you're hurt. And um, there was really just no reason for me not to come back because they wouldn't kick me out. <laughs> But the way that Jesus showed up for me in that moment was through the people, through their obedience every week. Like, it sounds crazy, but none of them ever missed a week. And their love for me and their um, just overwhelming determination to pray regardless of what I said is how he showed up for me he showed up by having them there and they really just loved me back to life. So good, Shaniqua. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing. Anyone? Um, I'll go. Okay. So a time it was hard for me to have faith would probably um, be when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which was 2009. Um, so I just, I came from a family that was faith-filled and we believe we I mean still do but at, at the time we believed in miracles and healing and the supernatural power of God so like from the moment that I was diagnosed my mom was in my hospital room praying over my body and praying healing um, commanding dead cells back to life in the name of Jesus you know um, we just did we prayed all the prayers that we thought we were supposed to pray and we went to healing services and had the elders in the church pray over me and we just did all the things that we thought we were supposed to do in order to receive. Um, and it just didn't happen and months turned into years and it's been about 10 years now and I'm still not healed. Um, I still have diabetes and so for me, it was hard to understand why if I was doing the things that I thought God wanted me to do and I had the faith, I knew he could do it, why he wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and it made it hard for me to believe that he was good and hard to believe that he was who he said he was. Um, but kind of recently, like in the last few years, 
God has just been showing me um, more of who he is, and I began to really know him. Um, And he's just making me so okay with not having all the answers and not always getting it. Um, And so now when I look at the Bible and the things that I've read and it seems like it contradicts or doesn't make sense, I know that it's not because it's not true. Because like you guys were saying earlier, like he is truth and his Mm -hmm. word is truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that he's not incapable or false but that my understanding is small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thankful to serve a God bigger than what I can come up with in my mind. Um, but yeah, he's just making me so okay and, and bringing me joy and not having all of the answers and being able to just lean on him. And, and not to mention type one diabetes, which is a manageable disease. Um, is really far from suffering that and he's called us to, not to a life free of suffering but i mean it's it's kind of a part of life we we go through hardships and trials like everyone else but the difference is, is that we have him with us through mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. but yeah that's my answer mm-hmm. so good hannah thank you um <clears throat> i think about a couple of months ago, some of us were sitting around a table in Starbucks, and there was a question that was asked, and I don't remember the exact question, but it was something along the lines like, um, what is it that, where in your life is it good? Like, you know, what, what is something you have something to praise for? And it was really quiet all of a sudden, and we we're all just kind of looking around at each other, and someone just spoke up and said, was like, you know what, life is really good right now. And I kind of don't want to say anything because if I say something, something's going to happen, right? Mm. Fast forward to a couple of weeks later and my life was turned upside down Mm. in a way that I had never expected. And over the last couple of months, I've walked through a storm that I never really saw myself um, having to walk through and not for something as all as long like I've had times of brokenness where I've been able to quickly turn to the Lord and I've seen him work and move Mm -hmm. and be able to go forth but in this situation it was not until last week that I was able to look back and be like oh this is good Mm -hmm. like it's still really hard my personality type like I thrive under great leaders and all of a sudden this person that I looked up to and this person that I worked for like my direct report was no longer a part of my life and I had to make professional decisions being a part of an organization that um like I was going to have to make decisions and I did not feel comfortable doing that so every time I turned around I was looking for someone to answer to and I could not find that because everyone's like well, that's not something we really handle. And I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. And so these last few weeks, as I have have held on to that Jesus speaks truth and that what he says about me is true, th- this person that I am that is not a natural leader, I can see myself making decisions. Like, I'm stepping out. 
and I'm like I'm not questioning every thought that I can like come up with because I can come up with a lot but I'm trusting myself in ways that I've never trusted myself before because I've always had somebody else that I could kind of like knock knock um so this is what i'm thinking what do you think and then always have a quick answer where i haven't i don't have that now i'm like okay well this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to process forward and i wasn't i did not think that i was going to see something good Mm. until this position was filled back until i had a direct report again But it wasn't until just a few weeks ago that I'm like, as hard as these last couple of months have been, and as much turmoil as I have felt like, you know, it's been bad. And it's been hard. But that doesn't change how good he still is. So good. And that is what I've gotten to experience, is still to see that he is good. And at days, proclaiming it and not really sure if I believed it. Mm -hmm. But just like, God is good. That does Mm -hmm. not change. He does not change. And holding on to that. And now being able to sit at my desk, you know, and and be confident in the decisions that I'm making. And just going with him and not having to question you know, like he, he's been so faithful in that. He's been so good in that. And gosh, he didn't have to be, but he was like, he could have left me, he could have left me hanging. Like I felt like this entire summer where we've experienced a drought here in in Mm -hmm. South Carolina, like I've been in the roughest storm and I just didn't know. I was like, I can't step out the boat because Mm -hmm. if I step out the boat, I'm going to fall and I'm going to drown. But just like Peter, he didn't let Peter drown. Uh And what I've realized is like, even if I make a bad decision, even if I make a bad choice, yeah, I may kind of fall and it may hurt. But what I've realized is like, it's gonna be cushioned with grace. Uh And that is what, that is just what I've got to experience through my brokenness this season. So good, Danny, thank you. That is really good. Gosh, a time of brokenness for me where, where God really um, felt far away but still very much showed up um, was two years ago now my brother passed away and it was very sudden and it still is very messy and it's still um, hard and it has really changed kind of the, the structure of our family and a lot of the dynamics of our family um, and that's really hard and and I can remember um, the exact moment of finding out and then the exact moment I can remember just feeling God's presence and feeling his peace over me and in a time of brokenness I think it's really easy to um, be angry at God, and I think that's okay. I think I think that's okay to be angry and to question and to ask why. Um, God wants you to. God wants you to go to Him and ask those hard, challenging yeah. questions and be angry versus go to something else that might mm-hmm. be destructive mm-hmm. and turn into to worse brokenness. Um, in that moment, though, 
and in that brokenness, what I really found and what I know to be, to be so true now is um, that miracles do exist because out of that brokenness, and it's still something, and I think it's something that I'll still always um, be walking through now and be experiencing, but in great loss, whether that is loss that is because of death, whether that is loss because, and you're grieving because of a, a circumstance that changed in your life, like divorce or a breakup or a health change, whatever you might be grieving, whatever you might feel like you've lost, like God is walking right alongside you in that and wants to carry your burdens and wants to shoulder that for you. And there is truly a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And that is a miracle. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something just so profound. And it's so hard to explain. It, it can't be explained. Mm -hmm. It's just something you feel just deep, deep down in your soul mm -hmm. and in your heart and in your bones and every fiber. And know that you might, it's okay to, sometimes I feel guilty for feeling that peace. Mm -hmm. like, it, mm -hmm. like it's gonna make me, like, does that mean I miss my brother any less? Does that mean I'm lessening his his story? And that's not true. Like, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. And just know that there's a, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that is a miracle. And and in brokenness, go to God with what you're feeling because because He can bring you that peace. And I also want you to know that in any moment of brokenness, like surround yourself with people who are gonna love you back to life mm -hmm. and who are gonna, you know, pull you out of that storm and lift your hands when you need it um, and give you a hug when you need it, give you words of encouragement when you need it or just sit with you in silence when you need it. But find that people and surround yourself with them and love them. Don't isolate yourself. Run to the grief. Don't run away from it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and another, a, a third thing I suppose is um, if all of that isn't helping necessarily, know that it's okay to seek help from a counselor. Yeah. Um, you know, we pay a lot of money to for gym memberships to get our physical body in shape. Mm -hmm. It is also okay to, yes. to pay money to get your emotional health yes. back on track and healthy too. Um, and that's okay. So in, in brokenness, it can be incredibly challenging and incredibly hard, but when you can just be still and sit at his feet, he's, He's a good, good father, and he'll show up for you. That's right. I was reminded of something like in, in James, in the book of James, it says that, you know, consider it pure joy, my brother, when yeah. we face trials and tribulations of any kind. And the one, one of the things that I've thought about is like, when you go to Romans 5, it talks about how um, how trials, because of that joy, like it manifests like character and mm -hmm. and maturity mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. And like in our brokenness, like that's a breeding ground for us to be better. Mm. Like that is a breeding ground for growth and for perseverance and strength. It's mm -hmm. just things can look really hard, but God is 
wanting uh-huh. to do something so amazing and we just have to give him the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. and not like you said not become isolated mm-hmm. like we are, are supposed to do life together this right here mm-hmm. what we're doing this is what we're supposed to be doing That's on right. a regular basis not mm-hmm. just um mm-hmm. just because but doing life together and getting those things out of our minds yes. that become more of a focus and that way we can focus back on the promises that he has given us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Ladies, this has been so incredible spending time around the table with each of you. Um, You have just blessed me, and I know every person that listens to this podcast, you have blessed them too. And I'm so thankful for your time and your friendships and um, your stories, ladies. And I hope you enjoyed your time around the table too. Thank you all so much. Thank 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 you.